I just made some vegetables. I'm not 110% sure if they're 100% good. Good luck. And if I shit myself, I shit myself. Second thought, I don't know if the bacon I just made was good either. Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Damn. Welcome into Crunch Time with Joe Hamilton. I'm Joe Hamilton, of course, alongside my esteemed co-host slash producer, Weezer Weir. Weezer, how you doing, man? Oh, good, Joe. Another week, another day of grinding. Another day of grinding, another day, another dollar, any way you want to put it. Monday um, morning, let's rise and grind, right? Rise and grind. Yep, exactly, exactly. So, Weezer, how, how was your weekend? I, I think I heard it was pretty busy. Yeah, I had a wedding Friday night. Uh, kind of recovery day Saturday with uh, some others, you know, and then Sunday was a lot of like catching up on stuff around the house and a few projects and it's a weekend back to it. Yeah, I went to Concord on Friday night for the nine pin, which I didn't really do much, but I did make some money on strike pots, well, 10 bucks, but I was in with a couple other people uh, Saturday what didn't really do much it's weird because a saturday you think that's your go out night right well no not for me because i needed it it just felt like a chill day for me and then today i watched the futures game uh major league baseball star futures game and then i was watching the draft a little bit tonight uh what the cardinals need all right so was watching the mlb draft today thinking who are the cardinals gonna choose who do, what do they need to stockpile on you know, a lot of people saying the Cardinals are getting a little thin, at least in the minor league system, on pitching prospects. Well, the Cardinals go out. Minor and league? Get How about a, major league? <laughs> I think well, pitching's well, a little thin yeah, at the major league level. You know, it, it's funny though. These guys are what? Usually, when they get taken in the MLB draft, what are they? Four or five years, give or take. If you, if yeah. you have a good development. Yeah, four or five. You're looking four is like that. That's the number you you hope. You really hope so. This is a college pitcher out of UC Santa Barbara, Michael McGreevy. Tall kid, over six foot. He th- he throws a big fastball. They talk, though, that this guy might only be a middle-of-the-rotation guy. And that leads me to this. Jack Flaherty is a free agent at the end of, I think, at the end of the 2023 season. The Cardinals, I I don't think they re-sign him. Don't you think they'd want to maybe recoup the system in in number one starters? Or is the guy that pitched today in Matthew Libertor their number one going forward? If they don't sign Flaherty. It's so hard to say because baseball, you don't know about these prospects, right? Libertor could blow out his arm tomorrow. Let's knock a wood. That doesn't happen. He's out for a year, right? Who is the the next big prospect that... The Cardinals were leaning. This is going to be our best pitcher for years to come. Zach Thompson. Alex Reyes is who I was talking about. Well, Alex Reyes, but I mean, guys that aren't here. But what I'm saying is like, but what I like, what I'm trying to say here, Joe, is like everybody, Alex Reyes, he's going to be the guy. He's going to be our ace. We're going to have him for a decade. Give it. And guess what happened? Injury slowed that down. So pitching prospects. Uh, I mean, I don't know much about this guy. Has he had Tommy John yet, Joe? Do we know? He hasn't. He hasn't had Tommy John yet. At least they, I haven't read anything on him having Tommy John. But so then he's probably due for a Tommy John here in the next four to five. It's just the way arms. It's just the way pitching goes, right? Yeah, just the way pitching goes. Too much of that arm motion will get you hurt. That is true. So, I mean, to to put this guy to pencil. You know, first round draft pick in now as the it's just so hard to say, yeah, this guy's gonna be the future. Yeah. You hope that's the goal. You draft somebody in the first round and you're like number one pick, but you're already saying they're slotting him for a middle of rotation guy. So I mean, right there he's not it it sounds like he's not gonna be a ace. He might be a good serviceable pitcher, yeah, but it sounds like he may not be an ace, which I'm fine with in a sense if they keep Jack Flaherty, if they if the, if Libertor lives up to the hype, and Thompson for that matter lives up to the hype. Not to mention Reyes, but he is in the back of back end of your bullpen. 
The thing is, I'd almost want to keep him there just because you don't know what you're going to get out of Jordan Hicks. A guy throwing 105 miles an hour isn't going to have a long career, at least if you do that consistently, in my mind. So I'd almost say keep Reyes in, in the back end of the bullpen, but, you know, there could be some guys that come up that really, really surprise me, and they end up being a closer, but... I'd say keep Reyes back in your bullpen. Well, Reyes, is, he's so electric with his stuff right now. He's, you know, his he's always been like a starter, and that's what you want him to be. He's coming off injury. You protect him, save injuries. But to have this guy going every five days is what you want. Who does he profile as in terms of, you know, rotation? At what point in your rotation does he pitch? Is he number one, number two, number three? What is he? Kind of depends. If uh, Flaherty's still here, he's a solid two. I think he could possibly be a one on some teams. It just depends on who's with him, but he's a solid number two starter. I'd love to see it, but I think now would be the time to stretch him out, though, at least for next season, unless you spend – the entire offseason. It's a, it's a long offseason in Major League Baseball, especially when there are CBA talks. You don't know if there's going to be a season on time next year. Yeah. You could have more time to get ready. So, so that could I, make I, a lot of sense. I, I'm, not, I'm not stretching him out this year. I'm letting him stay because, like you said, the, the CBA is way up in the air, and I, I personally think there may not be baseball at all next year. The two sides are really far apart. What have you been seeing? Well, this whole pitchers making all these, like, you know, taking off their pants, like, search me. This is all a tool of the collective bargaining agreement. This is all the players saying, look, this is ridiculous. You know, you do it in the middle of a season, ridiculous. Two, like, we need some stuff, right? You need to set out what's legal, what's not legal. You, you mix enough sweat with enough rosin, that ball will stick to your hand. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So is that legal? Because uh, rosin is legal. Sweat. It, you can't ban sweat. I'm pretty sure from baseball. Can you, Joe? No. Especially yeah. When so you're pitching in heat. I mean, right. What are you, what are you not going to sweat? The midsummer classic coming up here. Midsummer. What do you think of just sweating? The rosin, the ball will stick. Right. So yeah. all this is th- with uh, Max Serger did last week where. He was like, you know, taking off his pants, undoing his belt, like search me. This is all the player's side of like, this is ridiculous right now. You guys are just reacting to bad press and the owners in baseball, they'll get the bad press come the CBA because it's always the greedy owners. It's just, this is all about the CBA. It's nowhere close to being settled. Watch out baseball. You might be done. Well, what's it going to take, if anything? Let's say there isn't a season next year. Let's just say, and I would think there would be, there's a lot of time between now and the end of the season to iron shit out, right? Let's say there's not a season. Baseball will never go away. But what's it going to take for baseball to get back popularity? Can they gain back popularity? Especially after the negotiations they had during the pandemic. If you remember, those negotiations were hell. It was almost like having a strike. Yeah, so you think that the big collective bargaining agreement is going to go easier than the COVID? You think, oh, they're magically going to be like, oh, you know what, guys? You know, you're right. We'll give a... No. We're nowhere close to settling this. So, what... Baseball, you know what baseball is now, Joe? It's it's not the national pastime anymore. Baseball, baseball is a regional sport. It is on regional cable networks. You cheer for your regional team. You do not watch other teams, really, because, one, they're not on TV as much. Football is a national game now. Every game is nationally televised. Basketball has big-time nationally televised games. Hockey. Baseball, hockey, hockey is going to be on more national TV than ever next year through either ESPN, Turner streaming. You're going to have more access to hockey baseball. 
you're still going to have Sunday night baseball, I think Wednesday night baseball, and then maybe a game of the week on uh, MLB, and then a random YouTube. That's not enough national. You get a, a Saturday night baseball game. But Saturday night, it's a night to go out. You're not st- sticking around to watch baseball. M- MLB Network seems to do a lot of like regional broad like. They would show a regional broadcast of somebody. Like they would show right. one, one or two, one of two games, and it would be somebody's regional broadcast. So right. I mean, technically, but there is more. There is there. more, but Joe, how how much are you reaching out to be like? I really have to see this Royals Diamondbacks game. No, no. See, I'm like so, like just you know. You're, the only games you're really concerned about are the Cardinals, and you might check in on some other teams in the Central. Brewers, Reds, especially this. But weekend, are you sitting down and watching? If like the Cardinals played at one, and then it's six o'clock, are you sitting down and watching the Brewers Red game? No. See, I'm checking in on it, but yes, I'm not. It's just watching baseball is not a regional sport. It's just what it is. Not disagreeing with you on that. Not disagreeing with you whatsoever. I mean, and so it's... now, if you have a strike or a lockout, I think, I think uh, it will I think be a lockout. Is, it'll be a lockout. Well, there would be no, there would be no agreement. So in place, so the players, there, there'd be no agreement. So therefore, the players would be locked out. Right. I think that's right. how it works. The players went on strike in '94 because there was no agreement. Like, there, there was an agreement, but they hadn't come up with one. I think that's what happened. I could be wrong. Let me know in the comments if I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, man. This is a, at least we got a whole second half of baseball to watch before we probably go uh, without a 2022 season. But I can't think about that because me being a big-time baseball fan, Yes. Hates to think about stuff like that. I mean, we's in terms of baseball fandom, where are you now? Yes, you're not going to watch every game that's on, but are you still at the point where of where you were, let's say five years ago? No. With the game. No. I. So my my problem is, I think I'm down as a fan everywhere though. Uh, really after the pandemic. Well, what really. Okay, this is going to sound weird, but when the Blues won the Stanley Cup, right? It was so intense. It was such intense for three months of watching sports. Like, every game, you're like, oh, man, oh, man. And then it finally happened. The whole next season, I mean, like, the first half of the 2019, the twenty before the pandemic, I was like, eh, if I catch a Blues game, I catch it. You know, it's like. I just could not get excited for the regular season. You know, it's just like, eh. Baseball, I'm the same way. I I do not like the construction of this team. It kind of turned me off. It's not an excite. Baseball is just not exciting anymore. It's it isn't. Do or it die. Well, it's it's a, a sport of three true outcomes, and it's really it's sad to think about. Walk, strike out, home run. There's nothing in between anymore. I, I like teams that, you know, manufacture runs or at least try to manufacture runs. Uh, I think the shift needs to be outlawed in a sense because that's ruined Matt Carpenter's career. But at the same time, I know it's on Matt Carpenter. This. It's on Matt I, Carpenter. I, I, that's, I was just going to say a that. A professional too. hitter would learn how to go the other way. I would say what the shift is has ruined is not careers, but it's ruined the exciting plays in baseball. Like, when I was a kid, the most exciting play was Ozzie Smith diving up the hole, you know, stealing a ground ball, throwing a guy out at first. Now with the shift, that's just a routine ground ball. No one's making these diving plays hardly anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I would agree with you, man. It, it's it's become sad this day and age, and especially if they want to go try to make games shorter and everything and, and all these rule changes. Rob Manfred just needs to get the hell out of this sport. You know, I was talking to my father today before we move on to the Derby. I was talking to my father today, and he said, why can't a guy like Joe Torrey, why didn't they advise Joe Torrey to be the commissioner of baseball? You know what? Well, because what what is, okay, go ahead. A Joe Torrey commissioner, a Joe Torrey Major League Baseball would look a whole lot better than it is now. 
Okay, Joe, but what I don't think you what is the job of a commissioner? To make the game better. Nope. To no well, in a sense make the game better, Weez. I mean, they're coming up with different things to reach new fan bases. Nope. And nope. that's what Rob Manfred's not doing. That's not what a commissioner's job is at all. See the problem is people don't know what the real job of the commissioner is. Who hires the commissioner? The owners. Yes. And and so what is the commissioner's job? The commissioner is to be the, in the owner's pocket. It is not in the owner's pocket. They all basically you are. Yeah, I would say in the pocket. They are. They, they work for the owners. They do what they have to do to make money for the owners. It's not about the game. It's not about coming up with rules. It is about making money for the owners. They are seeing attendance is going down. TV ratings are down. They have to come up with ideas to fix this. The game has to be shorter because that's the way American tension is going, right? You watch yeah, something you watch something on the internet for like 10 minutes at most. If there's a YouTube video and it's like 12 minutes, I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to invest 12 minutes in this, right? Right. Attention spans are going down. Everything's getting shorter. TikTok is blowing up because it's like 30-second clips, right? You can watch... A hundred TikToks, pop, 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 pop. One baseball in one baseball game, you could probably watch close to a thousand TikToks. Yeah. So, the Manfred, yes, it seems like he doesn't like baseball. Seems like he hates it. He doesn't have to like it. That's not his job. His job is to work for the owners and make money. Now, if as a fan. You you would hope the commissioner was on the fan side, but he's not. There's no fan commissioner, which there should be. Bud Selig seemed to be in the middle. Bud's, no, Bud was all about the owners. Yeah, Bud was all about the owners. Was there a play, was there a strike while he was on his commissioner? No. Yeah, ninety four. Well, okay, ninety four. But since then, labor peace, labor peace, labor peace, labor peace. What right. are we seeing in Manfred era? No labor peace. Well, it's because, because you know why? Because the attendance is going down. Revenue is going down. There's a pandemic. The owners are like, we're not making as much money as we used to. This is where, like, working in sports. I've worked in the sports world, right? You realize coming into it, you're like, sports, you know, it's like everybody. They're so, sports is a business. It's just like any other job, right? Mm-hmm. It's back in the day you used to buy a sports team to be like, hey, I I own a sports team. I don't make any money. That's what it used to be. Yeah, well, that's what for, I remember last year during the pandemic. DeWitt said that he goes, it's not profitable to own a major league baseball team. You you kind of during the pan that. during the pandemic it wasn't, but back in the day, like when the when the brewery owned the team, why do you think? The family, as soon as Gussie died, was like, we're selling the team because it doesn't make any money back in the day. Now, sports is a billion dollar, sometimes on the way to being a trillion dollar like industry where it's sports is about money. And the fans still think of it as, you know, this genuine good, like it's just, you know, it's entertainment, but it's a business. And once fans kind of realize that that's why i'm also a little sour i've i've seen the business side of sports where it's just kind of you know you see a guy like you know the cardinals lose like 11 to 2 you know back in the day i'm like man i'm so pissed they lost 11 to 2 and then being in the locker room you see the guys like laughing and they're like you know i they're not mad that they just lost 11 to 2 so like a beerly atmosphere right it's just would you it's it's their job. It's like you going, you know, if if somebody worked at an office and you went in, it was like, you know, I lost a client today. And yeah, no, no, no big deal. It's just, it's, you know, it's just their job. It's it's they don't think of it as the way, and it's not everybody, but they are in the. They're not fans. I mean, there are fans, like some players are fans of the game, but they're not thinking as fans. They're thinking as, this is my job. Yeah. Have you heard of the, the Super League that tried to start uh, in soccer like three months ago? Yeah. 
You, yep. you heard about that? And so, yeah, you know why? You know what the Super League was? That was the American owners of the, like, soccer teams realizing that, hey, all these soccer teams are the highest, like, profile sports teams in the in the world. These guys, if you ran this like how Americans run it, it would be huge money. But the fans won that because they got vocal and the sponsors like, we can't do this. It pulled out. But that was just a pure money grab by the American owners to be like, hey, we're guaranteed to make this money. This is what it was. The Super League, like in the Premier League, you can get relegated if you lose. You can't do that here. The Pittsburgh Pirates, with the lowest payroll, can just keep a low payroll and just crank out money. And But in England, if they don't win, they could be sent down to the minors. That's where you lose like, like the value because your, your team can just go away from the Premier League. So that's what they were trying to do. Secure rights and then sell it to high bids for TV. And, and they realized that this was England and Europe finally realizing, like, hey, sports is a business, and these owners don't care. Yeah. Leading that was one Stanley Enos Cronkley. Cronky. Enos Stanley. Enos. I, 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 I could say Stanley something else, but, well, I'm going to say it. So you're saying Stanley Penis Cronky? That was terrible, Joe. Hey, hey, I, I tried something, all right, okay? It, Enos, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but uh, comedy's hard. I get it. But um, <laughs> let's kind of set the tone back up. But let's bring the back podcast. the fan side yeah, of sports. Yeah, yeah, let's bring back, yeah. Home run derby. Home let's run see derby some dingers. Especially in Colorado, the humidor is going to be off, turned off. So it's going to be air traffic control. Better be careful. Let's just put it that way. Will we um, see the longest home run? There, There is an interesting possibility of that happening. Uh, this is probably one of the most highly anticipated home run derbies, at least for me. And I've watched every year. And I, I, I've seen a lot of great ones. I've seen some bad ones. The yeah. one in St. Louis was a bad Pretty bad. One. I was there. Pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the one in St. Louis is bad. Everywhere else, I, it seems like it was better. It was better, and I hope this doesn't disappoint. And uh, I'm hoping to see Shohei Otani go off. So I'm a little, I'm a little concerned. I'm, he hits bombs, right? Yeah. But what I'm a little concerned is I heard a report, and I don't know if it's verified. I heard it that he hasn't taken batting practice all season. Okay, okay, okay. Just because someone goes out there and says that does not mean he doesn't take batting practice inside. They just said he doesn't go out, so, hasn't gone out on a major league field and taken BP all year. Doesn't mean okay. he's not hitting. I just, I hadn't seen it. I just, I, I hadn't I, I, verified it. I heard it by three people who brought it up to me and I was like. That's bad reporting by ESPN. That is bad reporting by ESPN. I'm just going to go out there and say Well, ESPN is in a world of trouble right now. I don't know if you know what's going on on the NBA side, but. Well, can we, you want to do that now or you want to wait? Well, let's, let's just get into it real quick. Did you know what I'm talking about? No. The Maria Taylor. uh, Oh, oh, what's her name? I just forgot her name. Uh, Nichols, Rachel Nichols, Rachel Nichols. Yeah. And there was a recording of Rachel Nichols uh, mad because they were going to give the hosting of the NBA Finals to Maria Taylor because they're really struggling with diversity and Maria Taylor's black, Rachel Nichols white. And there was like a leaked tape recording of Rachel Nichols saying, you know, you can give her high profile stuff. Don't give her the NBA Finals. That was mine. It's promised in my contract just because you have a shitty like diversity problem and she was like as a woman i know because i've had the same problems so and what the really ironic part is maria taylor's contract ends during she's the host of the nba finals her contract ends 
what would be game five because of the pandemic, her contract will expire during the finals. And there's all this controversy. She's asking for a lot of money because the way they treated her, the way the story got out. The way I, what I heard, maybe I'm wrong. She wants, quote, Stephen A money. Yeah. She, I mean, the way, <laughs> the way this is, though, like, the way they handled this. And I, the, just to see, I really hope, I don't know who's winning the NBA game. I, didn't, I don't know. But I really hope that this one goes to at least six so ESPN is thrown into the, like, who are we putting in there? Because they, they took Rachel Nichols off the sideline host. You can't That's replace so you can't well, they can't replace Maria Taylor with a white guy. Um, it it'll be very interesting. ESPN. Everybody thinks Pinnacle Sports. No, it's not anymore. It's it, well, it's more in my mind, Weez, and you can correct me on this if I'm wrong, but it's more politicized now than sports. And if you're not the NBA and the NFL, you're not going to get any play unless you have acquire a big time contract with the NHL. So, Joe, let me just tell you what ESPN programming is. It's all one big infomercial for all the games that are on the network. That's all it is. They hype, like, they talk about the NFL, Monday Night Football, NBA, all the games. Oh, wait, NHL is coming back. We're going to start talking NHL. It's just infomercials. Or the games. It's just but hidden. They, they they barely talk Major League Baseball, and that's well, on their air. It, it's it's winding down. They give a fair amount on Sunday, but it's all info for the big time, and it's just ratings. LeBron gets ratings. When you talk LeBron, you're going to get ratings. It's just, Tom Brady gets ratings. Right. It's just, it is, it's, it's just info. It's nothing. They're not real reporting going on. Yeah, you know, it's funny because when I was a kid, ESPN was appointment television. Especially when you had guys like Stuart Scott doing SportsCenter. That was appointment television. Ever since Stuart Scott, God rest his soul, has been gone, it's gone downhill. They don't want want personalities like that anymore. The only one that's still is Scott Van Pelt. Because he... Yeah. Is doing it his own way and he does a really good job. But think about all the sports center hosts now. Can you name the they're like all the same guy? I'm like it's all about making sure from what all I they never wanted another Chris Berman because Chris Berman got to be bigger than the network. And they were always trying. You've heard other like former ESPN hosts say can't be another Chris Berman. So they kind of lower you back and then now it's just it's just marketing for the for the corporate partners which are NBA, NFL, uh baseball. It's it is their corporate partners. So how can you really in, like investigate a corporate partner? You know like oh, you know, baseball a bunch of cheaters. Um uh Rob Manfred's like, "Hey, you're a partner. Don't talk about us like that." Okay. See, it's just it's <laughs> you can't be in with the companies and talk about them. Yeah, since we went on that tangent, um, <laughs> I know we kind of went off topic there. Joe, sure. yeah, no, it's this is crunch time is. now. We don't have a we don't have a format. That, Good that's conversation. True. That's true. That's true. Good but, uh, conversation you know, is what ESPN... we want. Yeah, it is. It is. I. The fact is, though, I. I don't know who's going to be doing the home run derby tomorrow. You know, I used to watch the derby, and you had Chris Berman, probably one of the best to ever cover a home run derby, ever, period. And now you have Carl Ravage. Oh, yeah, that's going to make a derby real watchable. I liked when John Cruck was on. I I really like John Cruck, too. Uh, Every time I think John Cruck, though, I think, for some reason, I think Randy Johnson. Yeah. In the All-Star game. Everybody does, but Kruk, Kruk was a good player, man. Kruk was a good player, but not better broadcaster. That at bat. Not a not a good broadcaster at all. No, not no. At all. He's um, a good broadcaster. He's really good. At least for me, he always had that mumbly voice, though. 
that I didn't <laughs> like. You know what I mean? He always had that, Joe, that mush mouth. You know what I mean? Joe, like, I air? would go easy on the mush mouse. <laughs> okay. Crunch time right. on Friday was just full right. of mush mouths. <laughs> I don't know where you <laughs> went with that, but. You buffering, Joe? Oh, Fish Friday. By the way, that was a fun episode. <laughs> it was. That was a fun episode. Can't wait to get him on and get Fish on again. And this How time, was the start of that on for you? time for my own show. How did and you like the start? We'll probably go out. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I love the fact that you brought someone on. I didn't know how Fish was going to, you know, go in terms of talking wrestling. But, man, he knew what the hell he was talking about, which was which was awesome. It, it was awesome to listen to. But uh, can't wait to get him on again, man. Uh, there is a big time. We're having a guest on on the Friday show this week. I will dub that as we go closer to uh, Friday. But. The Home Run Derby. All right. You got Shohei Otani and Juan Soto as your number one matchup. You want to go through this? Because I, I feel yeah. like let's just go through it. I got the odds brought to you by FanDuel. All right. Uh, FanDuel might be, um, I don't want to leak anything, but FanDuel might be a nice little partner coming on here soon. But continue. So if you're out there gambling, that, and hopefully that indeed happens. There, the home run derby. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, my uh, my feed's cutting in and out. Gotta get that Ethernet, man. I know, I know, but go ahead. Well, so Otani is a big favorite against Juan Soto. Otani is a big favorite over Juan Soto. That the only thing, yes, he can hit bombs. But this is a totally different atmosphere. Number one, there's no batting cage behind you. So that's going to be a bit of an adjustment. You have 40,000 fans just watching you take a glorified batting practice. And these are two first-timers. Juan Soto, I don't see him. I see him as a home run hitter. I just don't see him as a guy that would do well in a contest like this. Only because I haven't seen him. I don't think he has the endurance. But, but uh, so Joe, here's my thing though. Who do you think will win this matchup? I got Shohei Otani. I uh, see. I like this value play here. Now, if I'm coming into gambling here, Juan Soto is a plus one eighty four. So if you're not if you're not a gambler, when a plus one eighty four means, so the numbers is always a reference to a hundred bucks, right? So. If I put a hundred bucks down, I would win $184. So I think a hundred bucks there for a hundred eighty on Juan Soto when everybody's going to be on Otani, right? Everybody's going to be focusing. There's going to be, you know, gripping the bat a little tighter. You're going to go in there. He's going to try to just do too much. I'm telling you, want a value bet here on the first round, Juan Soto at plus 184, put it down. Make some money gambling with the king. Well, well, if you if you want to do that, take every opposite pick that I pick because that's also win. how I made a lot of money. <laughs> that's where I was going there, Weez. But uh, but I got... like the value here. So, Joe, what I'm also saying is, just a ten dollar wager on Juan Soto will get you eighteen dollars. So you're going to cash out twenty eight. So if you get that gambling, you get that you get that initial back there. So you bet ten. To win 28? Come on, let's go. That's good odds. I, that is that is good good odds. Now, what does minus mean? I, I know okay, so Otani's on the minus side. So, so yeah, oh, Otani is a minus 225. So this is how it works, right? For yeah. you have to bet. So when the minus, it's still a reference to 100. But that's what you have to bet to win 100. So if you want to win $100... On Otani to win this first round, you have to put up two hundred and twenty-five dollars. That's how much of a favorite he is. So you have to put down two hundred and twenty-five to get back three hundred and twenty-five. Okay. So That's... that that the number is always a reference to a hundred. So if it's 
plus, that's if you bet a hundred, that's how much you'll make. If it's minus, it's how much you have to risk to win a hundred. Do you know what that? Right. Get what I'm saying? That, yeah. So they may be favored, but you you'll have to pay more in order to win that hundred. Right. So like, if someone's heavy favorite, like, like minus two twenty five is a heavy favorite, right? That's a big risk to win a hundred yeah. bucks. Um, I mean, great. That's just the hundred is a risk. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to risk a hundred dollars each time to bet. But if you risk like so to win ten bucks on Otani, you have to bet two hundred. You have to bet twenty two dollars to win ten bucks. Yeah. Now, it, it, so. Betting on a heavy favorite is usually not worth it in a sense then. Well, no. I mean, if it's like, if you feel confident, I mean, when it's that high, that means people are fairly certain he's going to win. I I mean, I don't necessarily always, you know, I, you know, 225, that's, I mean, I'll take that risk because in likeliness, you're going to make a little money there, but it's still a risk. You, You know, gambling is a risk. Yeah, gambling is always a risk. Now, I don't have the bracket in front of me. I know you do. Yeah. Who is that second matchup? We got Salvador Perez versus Pete Alonso, defending champ. Pete Alonso, I'm guessing, is the heavy favorite here, right? Yeah, he's a minus 184, and Salvador is a plus 154. And you know what? I, I, I'm i putting a 184 out here on Pete. I'd have to do the same thing because Pete Alonso's won this thing before, and I think he's back to win it again. Um, so, and, and just, Salvador Perez, I found that, you know, when that announcement came out that he was going to be in it, I found that to be interesting because, yes, he has power. I just don't see him being in competitions like this. Yeah. Uh, next, you got Joey Gallo versus the hometown hero, Trevor Story. Yeah, Trevor Story. Ooh. This should be one hell of a matchup. You have a guy, you have two guys who can hit probably, who could probably hit airplanes. Joey Gallo is a pretty big favorite here. He's a minus 180. Well, you you would think the hometown guy would be favored a little bit. Trevor Story is a plus 152. That's a pretty good value play if you think about it. You know, they always do a little stuff there like, all right, all right. We've got to at least get him into the second round. So another bet. Here we go. We're putting... We're putting, uh, you know, ten dollars on Trevor Story. We're gonna make fifteen. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Fanduel.com. Coming I soon. Got... Promotional code. Coming soon. We'll get it to you here in the next, hopefully, two weeks as we work out some details. All righty. Cannot wait for that. Now, I'm gonna go Joe Gallo, and, and, and I I say this because I've seen him hit. <laughs> he hit well, some good bombs. story. I've 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 seen ever I've seen all these no, guys. No, no. I mean, before, I've Joe. seen I've seen. The home runs, he, I mean, he can hit some lasers. And on top of it, I could see him hitting that Jack Daniels deck in the fourth deck out at Coors Field. And that's a bomb. So I'm going to go Joey Gallo, and I believe he hits the longest home run at Coors Field. Okay. That's uh, that's an interesting bet. Maybe we can take here in a minute. Uh, then we have Matt Olson versus Trey Mancini. This is an interesting matchup because Matt, Matt Olson. Olson Matt heavy Olson favorite. is a guy, yeah, pretty heavy favorite. Trey Mancini has that easy swing. You, you'd think a guy like Trey, Trey Mancini would be good in these contests. Mind you, the home run derby, every round is timed. Yes, yeah. you have time timeouts built in. You have one timeout each round, each player. And I believe in the final round, it is two timeouts you can have. So, a guy like Trey Mancini... Could win that could win that matchup just because such easy power, man. You don't have to swing ultra hard. You don't have to go Jim Edmonds hard in the home run derby to win that matchup. Well, you could bet a hundred on Mancini to win one hundred fifty six. I'm going Mancini. All right. Um. So we have the outright winner odds here, and uh, as you predicted, the outright projected winner, Shohei Otani. At a plus two sixty. So, so you'd have to bet two hundred to win sixty on that. No, nope. 
And you bet a oh. hundred to win two sixty. Oh, a hundred to win two sixty. This is to win. This is to win the overall home run derby. Yeah. So the odds grow here. Um, so give me, give me. All right, Joe. Let's do something here. Give me the four guys you think that are going to win this. Get it right, you get a prize. You get it wrong, we'll do some kind of punishment. Does that sound fair? Yeah, that's fair. We'll pull right. punishment out of a hat. I'm or gonna something. go Otani. You got Otani. Um, Gallo and and Mancini. Okay. But hey, you got to do it too. Well, I have your other four. <laughs> right? <laughs> of course, of course you do. Yeah, well, it's that easy, right? <laughs> but do you believe in those guys, though? I mean, it's a home run derby. Anything's possible. Somebody could just get real hot. But I, you know what? I kind of like Trevor's story right here to win it at plus eleven hundred. So that means Joe, you put a hundred bucks down on him to win. You walk out. You're gonna win eleven hundred. You're gonna walk out with twelve hundred bucks in your pocket. That's not a bad play. And I really think the value play here. Here's my other value play. So I've gotten two right now. I've told you, take a. Hold on, <laughs> I have them written down here. I told you to take Soto, head to head versus Otani. I told you to take Trevor Story against Gallo, and I'm telling you. At plus five hundred, take Pete Alonso to win it. That means you put a hundred down, you're gonna win five hundred, you walk out with six hundred bucks. Pete Alonso, you're gambling with the king, you're making money with the king. Let's see if this works out, huh? It worked out, Joe. I believe it worked out uh last week when I said there was a little prediction on the Stanley Cup. Joe, how did that one work out for you? That worked out well no, so how much I don't know if you bet on this or not. So how much would you have won? Let's just say you didn't. How much would you have won if you would have made that bet? I have to check the odds again here. Holy hell. I, I forgot to look. I was going to make this bet, but I never got over to Illinois to do it. Good job, Weiss. I mean, I you're a busy man, but still. I mean, I don't think you would, you know, waste the opportunity to make a bet. I mean, you seem to me like a betting man. Am I wrong on that? I like to gamble. You go to the casino a lot since you're looking that up, I'll ask you? Yeah, I go to the casino from time to time. What do you play? Uh, blackjack is what I like to play now. I used to play poker professionally. And uh, all I'm getting is game five predictions here. I Here's the thing. The last time I went to the casino, I played a game, and I don't know if you've heard of this game or not. You probably have. High card flush. High card flush. Not really. High card. High <laughs> Was card. that three card poker? I think that's three card poker. Well, no, I think it's five, and you choose the different, the higher cards you want to play, whatever. Anyway, I walked out from that table making 200 bucks. Wow. I, so, uh, I don't know. Um... Well, I don't think the odds will be posted now since the series is over. But... I know. I'm just seeing if I can find an old. Uh... Uh, article. Was that the you know, biggest uh, win you ever had in a casino? Yeah, that's a big... Well, no. The biggest win I had, the first time I went into a casino, right after I turned 21, I won 1600 bucks on a $5 slot. Nice. So, yeah, so walked out with 1650 The day after you turned 21, you said? No, not the day after, but like couple weeks later around christmas yeah the day I think, after i, I it won was, it, it was like december 21st i believe the the day after i turned 21 i finished second in a poker tournament and won 1700 dollars. then the next week i went back won the tournament won 2800 dollars. uh yeah well joe i can't find it but i believe it was like plus three it was like plus 280 so I think that's where it was. So you would have won three eighty then. Yeah. If you were to bet a hundred bucks now. I yeah, don't know I, I don't. Your, I don't. I don't know what your betting style is. I don't. I don't go, no, normally go. I like to do parlays. You know what parlays are, Joe? I do, but explain it to me again. It's just like you. You can do a lower. 
more games, but you got to get them all right. So it'd be like, I picked the Cardinals to win today. I pick the um, Bucks to win tonight. I picked, you know, a five-team parlay. The odds increase. You get a multiplier, but you have to get them all right. Okay. So it's a simple way of just, you know, the gambling there. Just to lower my odds. But I I probably would have put, like, 20 bucks on Tampa Bay to win uh, in five and I would have came out with like uh probably close to like eighty bucks, hundred bucks. It's not bad, not bad. Yeah, but I could but see I do. you. I I don't want to use this term on the show, but I could see you being a guy that would go balls deep in a bet. What? Like like <laughs> never say about that about me. No, no never no, say no, that about no, me. No, 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 no. You know where I'm going with this. That's why no. I kind of you. I thought you were the big balls high deep. Isn't the term? You never use that term, Joe. <laughs> But but you know where I was going with it. I've been known like, to gamble a bit. Yes, I've been. Yeah, not, I, mean, I haven't like, gone balls high deep. High amounts. I've, yes, I have. But you know, pandemic, haven't had the same. You know, I gotta I gotta watch how much I gamble now. Paying for a wedding, all that fun stuff. No, hey, I t- I totally get it, dude. I was just you know I, the way you talk about gambling. I'm like, man, this dude probably gambles two 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 or three times a the, week. The most I've ever lost at a casino was fifteen hundred bucks. I'll put it that way. That's, I mean, when you lose that type of money at a casino, what is your mindset walking out of there? Like, I was in a poker tournament, and so uh, I was upset because I felt like I was going to win, and I was going to walk out with 150000 So I was really upset. Um, I mean, I've had, I've had it where I've won six grand at the casino, though. So it's like I've had a couple swings. I've had a couple big wins. Man, I, you think you're you're gonna go back anytime soon? Or <laughs> Joe's like, eh, you know, I I I have come after September. I mean, after after you know, paying for everything after once you kind of calm down a little bit. Yeah, you know, save what I'm bit, really that's just what I mean. What I'm really just waiting for is they allow sports gambling in Missouri, and I can just sit here and make my bets instead of driving to Illinois because I can only do it in Illinois right now, and I am two miles from the Mississippi. I literally measured it, like not being here in, in the city, and I have to drive 15 minutes over to Illinois. And it's just kind of, it's a little bit of annoying because the one exit's closed now, so I have to go deeper into Illinois. Yeah, nobody wants that. No. So, uh, and the casino, yeah, I go from time to time, and uh, it, it is what it is. I'm not gambling like I used to. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, and totally understand the reasons why too so yeah um before we go tonight unless you have a joe knows i don't know if you do well just one more bet here that i think is an interesting uh bet now this one's even money so it it goes it's the over under for the longest home run measured in feet that's at 519.5 you taking the over or under i'm gonna go over that is that is a good number I think I'm gonna go over two. They always, I feel like they stretch the numbers on these a little bit, don't you? Yeah, they emphasize the humidor being off. So, I, I, so what? What that means in my eyes is we're gonna see some longer home runs than I think we've seen in games. Yeah. Period. So that's that's what goes into my mindset there. Yeah. Well, Joe, um, I don't have a Joe knows basically because, well. Last week, I host trivia at the Post in Fenton, Wednesday nights, 8 o'clock. And uh, Joe came out because the two categories were wrestling and video games. I met Joe playing a video game, and he well, hosts it, a show about wrestling. Well, and so Emma, my fiance, was like, who's playing trivia, was like, yeah, we, you have to, like, we have to invite Joe to be on our team because he knows video games and wrestling. Well, and to my defense, I, I know you're going to go there. I'm just going to save you the words. In my defense, I didn't think it'd be video game villains. Well, I thought it, it'd be, I'll be honest with you. I thought maybe it'd be like a wide open video games category. Like, my, you know, uh, my, my take on this to Emma was, well, first of all, have you listened to the show? He hasn't gotten any Joe knows right yet. So we're going to invite not the any. guy. 
<laughs> he's got a handful. I've had, I've had a, yeah, I've had a. He's few, had a handful, but... few, you know. But uh, is that the guy you really want to invite out to a trivia night? And second of all, Joe, I think you maybe only got one of these two of the rounds, right? Ones. Okay, I got, I got a few of the wrestling ones, but that's just because I watch wrestling. But, so um, just because you went through the ringer with trivia. I didn't prepare it. You were embarrassed enough Wednesday. So we'll bring the embarrassment back Friday for the Friday show, which Joe's about to tell you, hey, make sure you really listen to the Friday show. No, no. I, I will say, though, there's a guest coming on Friday that I've been keeping a secret for for a week now, and he, he's a wrestler in the area. Is it? Actually, is it one somebody... of my, no, my best friend's brother. And but... he's been a wrestler for a while, around, like, for a while now, uh, but not, that's not the guest. Anything big? Yeah, but it is. That's not the guest you're most excited about, though, right? It's a know. good one. It is a good one. But there's one you've been clamoring about every week. And... Oh yeah, that's that's next week too, right? <laughs> yeah, who's that? That is um, Nin, aka if I can say his name, which I will now, Michael Griffin. He. It's the one guy. The same, the same video game I've met Wii's playing, and all we do is talk hockey. And knowing there's a uh, a uh, expansion draft coming up, and a lot of questions surround that. By the way, I, I want to ask you before we get off here. I tagged um, he sh- who shall not be named. You just named in him. a post. Nin. I okay. You fine. named him. You I, you, you want to bring him up every week. No, You're hey, so hey, giddy. Hey. hey. Hey, Every so, time no. we talk about this hey, show, it's like, seriously. when can we get in on? What can no, we do hey, to get in on? So, I really want to so, get... Weiss, Weiss, there was a prediction of the Blues, I guess, uh, protection list. Did you see the post? Did you, do you see the post I put in question? That is in question. The one I was a little, was a little right busy, so I didn't see it. Let me see if I can pull it up here because I, I have Facebook up while I'm on StreamYard. Yes, that happens. Got to check um, that Facebook dating though, right, Joe? Is that why? Well, I, you know what? I've had a couple of hits, but you know, uh-huh. I kind of, I kind of realized women on dating sites are crazy. At least the ones that I've ran into. So I've kind of given that a break a little bit. I mean, if that makes sense. Sure. So, um. While I get this pulled up, Weez, what do you got planned for the week? I uh, got trivia on Wednesday and then going to the lake for a wedding this weekend. So hot spot for COVID. Going to the lake. And you want to give me crap about going to do karaoke during COVID. Yay. Uh, but no. Um, all right. So this is a prediction, basically. It's from uh, Freeze the Puck Hockey. And here is your protected list in their in their eyes, okay? I don't agree with this at all, so don't think this is me, okay? Jordan Cairo, your forwards, Jordan Cairo, Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron, Braden Shen, Oscar Sundquist, Vladimir Tarasenko, Robert Thomas. Before you say anything, let me go through this. Defense, Justin Falk, Tori Krug, Colton Pareko. And your goaltender would be... Um, Jordan Bennington, obviously. Okay, your potential selections. By by Seattle. Ivan Barbashev, Sam Sammy Blay, Robert Bortuzzo, Kyle Clifford, Vince Dunn, Nico Mikola, uh Billy Husso, Zach Sanford, and Marco Scandella. Alright. Go ahead. Okay, okay um, first of all, this list is out like Tarasenko could be traded by that. No, I, I know, I know, but I, I exactly that. That was my first problem with and, this list. And if you, if he doesn't want to be here, don't protect him. They could take him. Then he can protect Barbashev. Yeah, I'd surely protect Barbashev. But who else is on Tarasenko. here? Cairo. Uh, this isn't. This isn't Thomas. Again, this isn't mine. Okay. I would. I mean, I would. I would keep. Barbershed over this. Um, Kairu, O'Reilly, Perron, Shen, Sunquist, Thomas. I would other... keep Scandella over Krug at this point. And Pareko. 
But Breaker's a bum. Didn't, didn't uh, Seattle come out and say that they're not going to want big salaries, at least to start out with? Um, I don't know. I haven't heard that, actually. I mean, I imagine they have to get to the... There's the floor they, in the NHL. The cap floor, yes. They have to at least get to the floor, so... Um, knowing that, I mean, Tarasenko is going to be 7.5 uh, this year, so... You got to get to the floor. I don't know. I would not protect Teresinko. I would not protect Krug or Pareko. A lot of people are going to come at me for Pareko, but I'm telling you guys, he's soft. Soft as butter. Yeah, he is for his size. I will not disagree with you on that. Um, I wanted to last year when we had the same conversation over video game, Mike. But now, you know, after watching him... In the playoffs, you heard in the, the finer points that I was pointing out because of my yeah. hockey knowledge, and you now see what I've been trying to tell everybody. Yeah, now I see it. Now I totally see it. Now, uh, we's, I said that was the last thing, but a question came up. You know, ESPN and ABC came out with their broadcaster list, right? Yeah. Came out with their, is, when is TNT coming out with anything? Have you heard anything? Is I that... imagine uh, they're still in some interview processes. And I imagine that they probably had some people from NBC they'd like to talk to that are probably still under contract for another, like, week. Until... Kenny Albert, I-, I think, is going yes, to TN. Yeah. But I'm talking maybe more host and stuff. So Like Liam McHugh, stuff like that? I think Liam McHugh is solidly at NBC. As he does Sunday night football now and the Olympics. I imagine maybe they'll talk to Catherine Tappen, a few other people. But I, I just imagine they're still talking to some NBC people. Kenny Albert is a freelance NBC employee, right? He's right. not he 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 is not officially a NBC employee, so they could talk to him, but your studio host and stuff like that are strictly NBC people. So they will have to wait till their contracts or wait till at least the season. My guess is you might see it here in the next week or two. If they put it out, most companies do. But I mean, we've heard pretty much all the big names right now. They just, uh, they're just probably waiting, wrapping up the deals here. Probably wait till the NBA is over too. It's amazing that, Already, we know that Eddie Olchek's going, which I'm glad. I like I like that, though. Yeah, you know Eddie, I like him. You know, everybody's like, he's a Blackhawk. He went through a lot. He's a big uh, horse gambling guy. I like the track, so. Uh... Uh, but a lot of people, I, I can take Eddie Olchek. I just couldn't stand Jeremy Roenick. I, I like Roenick. I hope they bring him along, actually. Roenick would be good. Roenick could be their Charles Barkley for hockey. Wow. You know thinking about that you might be right i mean who else in hockey circles could be charles barkley um their version of charles barkley you know what i'm saying like someone yeah. who's retired brett hall brett hall would be but he doesn't really like hockey anymore he doesn't watch it uh he's making good money trying to get rich people to buy houses on the golf course so he golfs every day i mean he'd be great on tv he would be he would be a charles barkley and, you know, seeing how much Charles makes, the highest paid sports analyst in sports, Brett Hall, it might take a few years, but Brett Hall could be that guy. Brett Hall could be that guy. And I'd love to see it just because he has such a great personality in terms of a TV, you know. Of course, you have another guy that I've wanted to get on this show and Cam Jansen who has a great personality, at least on radio. I think he'd work on TV as well. Yeah, he's good on TV. On I've seen him do some TV stuff. He'd be great. He's just not known enough, right? Yeah. He's growing in the circles with the podcast. Uh, just nationwide. He, I mean, there might be some work in him, some like other studio shows. He does a lot in Canada. But you need the big names. They got the biggest name there is. I don't think he's going to be that great, in all honesty, because... I'm talking about Wayne Gretzky. He yeah. is. He loves hockey. He's not going to be critical of anybody. 
He's a little soft spoken. He's very humble. Yeah, it's Wayne Gretzky, but he's also like if you think about TNT, it's Shaq, it's Barkley kind of guys that aren't afraid to like speak their mind and Kenny Smith. Yeah. Kenny Smith, yeah. you gotta have Kenny Smith because he's like kind of the straight guy there that like uh, you know, gives you that a little information while Charles and Shaq are just like kind of clowning. Yeah. I always I always thought Kenny Smith was a clowner too. I mean he, No, he, he's good. That is the <laughs> that is one of the best shows in sports. I don't even like the NBA that much. And you watch uh, inside but, the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I I tend to watch like different like blooper reels of inside the NBA too because yeah. those guys are fun together. Those well, producers are some of the best in sports, and I'm excited to see what they do to hockey. I'm excited also. Um, I cannot wait to see that list when it comes out. I'm sure it'll come out soon. Uh, Weez, this has been a fun episode. Thank you everybody for watching or listening. I should say because you can't watch this. Um, thank God. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, as always, come back for the Friday show. Um, for Weezer Weir, I'm Joe Hamilton. Thank you guys again for listening, and have a good week. Two stockpile on.